When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 8, episode 28. This is Running Excuses, your first contract. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Mary. I'm Howard. And this is not actually us giving you a contract, so stop uh, <laughs> Stop <laughs> jumping up and down. We're not going to send you Whew. any money. In fact, we want you to send us money. But we are going to talk about uh, contracts. We don't haven't talked about them a lot. We've referenced them a few times, but I remember getting my first contract and just being baffled. By this thing. There's so much legalese in it. It's so weird. You're so excited and you've got this thing and you just want to sign it. Like you, if you, even if you have an agent telling you no or whether you're self-publishing it or whatever you're doing or it's something, you know, you're self-promoting it or any of it, you get a contract and someone wants to give you money. You just want to say, yes, yes, someone's offering me money. Um, but what we want to get across to you is that you are in a business. You are a small business owner, and when you are working in contracts, you should be aware of your contracts. Even if you have an agent guiding you, your job is to know what's in this contract and then have your agent advise you rather than you just saying yes and signing everything, um, which is actually what I now do these days. But um, <laughs> Well, and part of that is because with your first yeah. contract, you do not yet know whether or not your agent is going to be yeah. any good at what they do. Yeah, mm -hmm. and most of the ones that I sign are the foreign ones where I'm like, yes, just, you know, we've been with this publisher four times, just say yes. Um, but we, it is very important in those stuff, and it can be very baffling. And so I want to, we just want to go down and talk about some of the things that are uh, unique to book contracts. And we're going to talk about short stories. We're mm -hmm. going to talk about book contracts. We're going to talk about, you know, if someone comes and wants to do subsidiary rights for one of your books. Or um, license, or your some license of your stuff. something of your stuff. Some of the pitfalls to avoid and some of the things that you can ask for. Now, I want to start this off by mentioning that if you feel like, as a new writer, I at least felt like I had nothing to bargain with. I had no ground to stand on. I had nothing. But... I once heard an author, I can't remember even who this was, it was pretty recent, on a panel, say, look, without you, the publishers don't exist, right? And they have come to you. That gives you immediate bargaining ground. It may not be fantastic bargaining ground, but you can say no and walk away. They need authors to say yes. They need new authors. 
and they have come to you, theoretically. Well, you've gone to them, and then they've come back to you and said, yes, here, you know. And so you do have some ground to bar bargain with, um, and you should be bargaining. You should not just take the first contract offered you, because they're always going to be bad. Okay? Yes. <laughs> um, well, let's say less than optimal. Less than optimal. They may not be a terrible contract, but they may be less than optimal. And so when I would get the contract, you, you know, your first inclination is going to be to check um, the money and things like that. I would actually suggest the first thing that you check is the reversion of rights clause. Yes. So the reversion of rights clause is basically how you get your rights back if things go yucky. Um, if the publisher is publish printing your book and the money keeps rolling in and they are doing well by you, then, you know, letting them keep the rights is lovely. But if they stop printing your book, you want the book back so that you can try yep. to sell it to someone else. And this also goes for short stories as well. So what you're looking for is language that allows you to take the rights back. And, and actually, It especially goes for electronic versions. Yes. Because yes. increasingly, publishers are recognizing that, well, if we keep it in Amazon, technically, it's still published based on this old wording or this new wording yep. we're using. Mm -hmm. And you as the author, if the book is not making any money through the publisher through Amazon, you as the author want the ability to revert those rights back to you, yeah. put the PDF, put the Moby, whatever, put it up on your website and start collecting all the money yourself. And I actually want to back up a little bit because okay, I realized okay. we just jumped straight into jargon. Okay. Um, yes, and, we did. And, Sorry. No, no, it's fine. And, and I realize that there is a couple of things that I didn't know when I was starting out. Go for it. One of them is that you talk about, oh, I sold my book. Mm -hmm. No. What you've actually sold, you retain the copyright to your book. What you have sold is the licensing rights to the publisher to print that book in a specific format. And yep. the contract. And in a specific market. And mm -hmm. in a specific market. And the contract delineates which rights you have sold to them. The book itself, you still own. Um, and a lot of contracts today will say that you are, you are selling them your license, you're selling them this license for what they call term of copyright, which mm. means the entire time that book is in copyright, they control those rights. They are trying to slip those into contracts. Mary's saying that a lot of them are doing that. They shouldn't be, right? We we are very against ter life of copyright. Actually, term of copyright term of, is yeah. term of copyright is okay. That mm -hmm. is that provided the reversion clause provided is good. The, good. Okay. Yes, as long as there is a reversion clause, the term of copyright is not necessarily a red flag. It is, of course, nicer yeah. if they say it is for this long, and then if we want to renew your license, we will give you more money because right. we always like it when they give us more money. But what you what you've got to realize is that once upon a time this was actually kind of a no-brainer for the publishers. They wouldn't keep a hold of it. For instance, a lot of the old contracts would say, um, I'm just looking up the, an old uh, sample contract that says, as long as there's uh, you know, like 250 copies being sold in a six-month period, that stay, the, the, um, the publisher keeps it in print, and this keeps on going. The thing about that is, in order to sell 250 copies, you have to have good distribution. The book's still got to be out there. It doesn't sound like a whole lot of copies, but that's a you know they have to be distributing the book to get 250 and at the point where they're only selling 250 in a 6 month period it's no longer worth their money to be warehousing it to be distributing this to doing all this and so it's a no brainer to be like all right you can have it back because we're not going to go through all this money of warehousing all of this in order to distribute a book that's not selling very many copies however selling 200 copies every 6 months in ebook is simply an extra what $2000 Maybe not that much. A, a thousand bucks to the publisher, 
And if they have 100,000 of these books out there, then that's a huge amount of money. And, you know, they... For no that material point, cost for For them. no material cost. No warehousing, no marketing, no distribution, no returns. Suddenly it becomes a very keen business decision to keep a hold of anything that's even selling a couple of copies. Mm -hmm. um, because by sheer massive weight of, you know, publishing, if you publish a thousand books a year, you're eventually going to get this big weight of these, even if they're only selling a few copies. And so they have no reason to want to give it back to you. As in the old days, they're like, yeah, we can't do anything with this. Of course you can have it back in now. So this, is, this has become a big battleground where it used to be um, not much of one at all. In casting that in slightly different terms, it used to be that an author's back catalog uh, began to become expensive to the publisher to maintain, mm -hmm. um, and it has, that has flipped. It is now not expensive to maintain an author's back catalog, uh, and if the publisher has enough of those back catalogs, yeah. they can make real money. But right. we as authors can also make yes. money off of our back catalogs, and if the publisher is not marketing it, yes. That's but the we're thing. willing to, yeah. mm -hmm. then... Right. The, the, those, you could maybe make those 200 copies into 500 copies or more. It's not worth the publisher's money to do that. And so, anyway, this is a battleground. Yes. And, and one thing is that this is something to talk about with your agent when you yes. get the book. Because one of the other things about this is that any advice that we give you will change. Yep depending on the size of the publisher that you're going mm -hmm. with and when we give when you are listening to this podcast because yeah. things may or are, are certainly going to change. And if you're if listening to if this it's not 2013 and you're listening to this podcast, yeah. Um, and we uh, may be completely wrong right now. We we should actually give the disclaimer. People often say this, we aren't attorneys. Yeah. We're not trying to give you legal advice. What we're saying is look at this clause and then go no. find an attorney or an agent, an agent. and say we, we need to look and make sure that this clause is here for my adva advantage. Yeah. And if you don't get that in there, this is what's, what could potentially happen. Yeah. We just want to make you aware. The, the, and, two, and key the, the mm -hmm. two key dangers of looking at a contract without the help of an agent. Yeah. Uh, danger number one is when you don't know what something means and you are afraid to ask a question. And danger number two is when you think you know what something mm -hmm. means and you don't. Mm -hmm. um, and I will mention IP attorneys do work you can go to an IP attorney, intellectual property attorney, mm -hmm. uh, attorney, and you can pay them on a billable hour basis to look at a contract and give you advice on it if you are um, one that doesn't want to work with an agent. Uh, but specifically when you're looking mm -hmm. at them, make sure that they're someone who handles literary yes. because... Uh, Film is a very different world. Very different, very different world. And there are some things in literary contracts that are standard, you know, terms of art yeah. for literary that will make an, a lawyer in any other field completely shit a brick. Sorry. Uh-oh, clean rating, oh, man. clean rating. Um, all right, That's let's go. That's a technical term. Completely yes, it is. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, let's go ahead and... Um... I said it in a CIFWA meeting. It should be fine. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, Book of the Week. So the Book of the Week is actually mine, uh, which does not include such language. Um, (laughs) It is Without a Summer, which is the third book in my series um, of the Glamorous Histories. I recorded the audio myself, so I'm somewhat biased. Uh, This is basically taking place in the year 1816, which is historically called the Year Without a Summer. And that's because we had a volcano go off and worldwide climate drop uh, to the point that there was snow in Washington, D.C. in July. So um, basically you have really unseasonable weather and people blaming the magicians for it, the glamorists, when it is not their fault. Uh, International intrigue, romance, and um, shenanigans. And no bricks. And no bricks. Well, other than the ones that the buildings are made of. Someone does get hit with a brick, but there's no passage of bricks. (laughs) Okay, but it's only hit a brick. Hit a brick. That's what I said before. One letter shorter. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> From editing. She's hit a brick is what I said mm-hmm. before. I, we, we're okay. sure of that. Audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Start a 30-day free trial membership and get a copy of Without a Summer by Mary Robinette Kowal absolutely free uh, by launching this membership, and it will be awesome. All right. Let's get back to contracts. Howard, you sold licensing rights to do a board game. To do a board game. I did. Um, the The contract for that um, was similar to a publishing contract. Okay. In that what I was selling, you know, I was not selling uh, Living World Games schlock mercenary. What I was selling them was the rights to publish uh, a game that they created using artwork that I created in a specific format, in a specific set of markets, um, for a, for an unlimited duration. But you know they've got the the copyright to the to the game design, um, and the terms of that were I'm getting ten percent of the uh, uh, the gross okay. the gross sales. So just um, like a book, which is how like, most novels work, is. You yep. know, cover price, you get a certain percentage. Ebooks are different, but yep. print editions. Um, we ran a Kickstarter on that, and mm. my agreement with them on the Kickstarter was whatever the Kickstarter brings in um, is the gross, and I'm taking 10% of that. Um, and then I talked to my colorist, uh, and I have a standing agreement with my colorist mm-hmm. that uh, outside of... Uh, outside of certain things, if we're mm-hmm. doing merchandise, yeah. if I do line art and hand it to him to color, um, I'm going to give him uh, 50% on mm. that merch. Uh, and because of that contract, I talked to him and said, hey, you know what, Travis, you know what would be fair 
is if you get half of what I get for this board game because I do not have the time to color this and I do not have the time to pay you up front mm -hmm. to color this. Are you willing to work for the royalty? And he was game. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we each made, off the Kickstarter, we each made about uh, 5,000 bucks, um, which is not fantastic money. Mm -hmm. um, and the game is now out there in the market. And, uh, and everyone should play it. And everyone should play it and buy a copy because it's, it's wonderful, good fun. What, um, um, if someone were to come to someone, you know, if a publisher came to someone, one of our listeners, and would want to do something like this, are there any piece of advice you could give? Oh, advice number one is to make sure that, uh, and if you're not working with a literary publisher, if you're not working with a traditional book contract, if you're working with somebody who's trying to make some sort of merchandise, you need to make sure that you are only selling them the rights that you think you are selling them. Okay. Yes. Uh, this game publisher, I was not selling them board game rights to Schlock Mercenary. Mm. I was selling them the rights to use Schlock Mercenary names and artwork as defined later in the contract, as attached to this game they had written, which means that if I want to make a board game myself you with my own rules, it. I mm. can still do that. If I want to make a role-playing game, I can still do it. I did not sell them universal game rights. Now, because of that contract, they retained rights to that game, right. and one of the things in that contract said, well, if somebody wanted to make a video game out of this board game, mm -hmm. um, this contract is in force, and I get 10% of whatever Living World gets uh, right. as they sell this to the, to the video game company. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, make sure you are only selling them what you want to sell. You know, sell I them. like this. I like actually getting more specific, because a lot of the licensing deals we've done have not been that specific. And I think it, it's, you know, like... And I'm fine with it, but I, you know, I licensed the jewelry for Mistborn and things. It wasn't licensing these specific products. It's like licensed. You can create jewelry on this, and no one else can. Is what we've done. And I like the so, jewelry and people. Giving they somebody, do a good job, giving but, somebody yeah. an exclusive. The thing mm -hmm. to bear in mind: if you've got a property that's hot, and you give somebody the right to make a merchant, make some sort of merchandise, that has value to them. Mm -hmm. If you give them the right to make exclusive merchandise, right, you should ask for more money. Because what you are then telling them is, I'm giving you the whole market. I'm not letting anybody compete with you. And if I want to make money, I have to advertise your services. And so, and so it's, worth, it's worth more to them. Um, I, I actually have two contracts that cover the same grant of rights, one of which I did not sign. Mm. Oh, um, cool. Let's, re let's, let's read those. And actually, after that, I think I'll end this podcast saying we're going to come back to this yeah. because there's so much more to talk about contract. Okay, so um, this is Grant of Rights. Author hereby grants to publisher the exclusive right to publish the work as a part of the book, including the irrevocable right to print, publish, and distribute, and to cause others to print, publish, and distribute one or more editions of the book in any and all media now or now known or developed in the future in all formats of electronic, magnetic, digital, laser, and optical-based media in any and all languages throughout the world and in connection with the advertising and promotion of all the foregoing. And I was like, and no. <laughs> Under no I'd circumstances. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'd shave an Englishman. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, did we throw something at him? Yeah, oh, so... God. There's a pen. It, it was okay if, when I said it, but yeah. 
or it wasn't. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, okay. For, so there's a number of problems with that. First of all, is that they were paying me. They wanted to pay me five cents a word for a short story for exclusive rights, which means that I could not, and exclusive and irrevocable rights, which means that I could not resell this to a reprint market. It meant that I couldn't. Sell Re- translation. Couldn't sell translation. Yep. I couldn't put it in my own collection, a collection of my own short no stories. No audio rights? No audio rights. I couldn't post it on my website. I could do nothing with that story. They were going to completely lock it down. Yeah, and like great irrevocable. Of, yeah. Irrevocable, irrevocable is a horrible, horrible word. Yes. In Yeah, if, if like the people who put together the big anthologies that go to like, you know, a million yeah. school children every year came to you and said, we want to put you, yours as our... Science fiction or fantasy story? Yes. Now, this one, this one I signed, uh, and they were paying me more. Um, the author grants to the publisher the non-exclusive right to print, publish, distribute, sell, and generally exploit the work or authorize others to do so as part of an anthology throughout the world in the following editions. Hardcover, trade paperback, mass market, book club, foreign language, audio, periodical, ebook, and enhanced ebook. Nothing about... Anything known and in the future. Yeah. Magnetic, digital, chronological, yes. gravitational. Brain beam. Yes. Um, and then I also granted them the non-exclusive right to sell the work in physical or digital form or to distribute the work in a digital form at no charge for purposes of publicity, which is fine by me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so a novel you were never going to give non-exclusive. No, uh, you're yes. never going to give... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're always novels are always going to be exclusive, yeah, almost th- always. Yeah. So the problem with the yeah. ex- you know exclusive right um, for to have everything is yeah. a really a short story issue. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you can. In, but that's why we have the reversion of rights. But yes. even with a novel, mm-hmm. you're yeah. not going to be granting irre- irrevocable, exclusive, worldwide, all media yes. rights out of the they gate. They will try to get it. They from will you. try they will. to get mm-hmm. that and know that you do not have to grant it to them. Yeah. Yep. All right, um, this has gone way longer than I expected, but I guess this means we have lots of interesting things to say. Assuming anyone's still listening, that does mean we have <laughs> Otherwise, they, they've wandered off. But um, our writing prompt is going to be Howard. I want you to write, as part of whatever story you're working on, a contract <laughs> that <laughs> is horrible and magical in nature. Sweet. What a great prompt. It's way better than mine last week. I'm, I'm jealous. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses because your writing prompt is awesome. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.